welcome back to another edition, a special edition of the Tim and Steve Gambling Podcast. We uh, finished off a successful NFL season, and now we're, we're switching to the four-legged athletes this week. It's Kentucky Derby Week. And it's, it's your favorite race, right, it's Tim? my favorite day of the year, Kentucky Derby Day, the first Saturday in May. The juleps, the hats, the uh, singing my old Kentucky home, the horses, the money. A little fried chicken, oh, I Oh, yeah, a little too, Kentucky huh? fried chicken. It's so good. <laughs> Kentucky silk pie, Kentucky bourbon. It's the best. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the race and just kind of the pageantry a little bit and how it works. And then we're going to try to try to push out some winners. Uh, we're going to do our best. It's still a couple days from the race. Uh, a lot of things can change, but uh, we've we've been doing some uh, some research, and uh, we've got a few uh, a few that we like pretty pretty well. I'd well, say, Tim, for those listeners who who are new to this whole uh, horse racing experience, I mean, can you tell them a little bit of the history of the Kentucky Derby, yeah, Kentucky, where it is, what yep. what goes on? Kentucky Derby is the oldest uh, continuously run sporting event in America. Uh, this is the hundred and forty second running. Uh, it's before the Civil War. We're talking way back in the day. Um, 142 years of it. It's only for three-year-olds, um, so you can only run in at once. Each horse can run in at one time, and a three-year-old horse is kind of like a teenager. You know, they're still uh, growing into their bodies. They can, uh, which is why it's such a difficult race to gamble and win. Is that they're changing rapidly at this point. A horse that was good the year before might not have developed anymore, and there can be late developing horses that really kind of take another uh, step forward. It's a mile maybe the moodiness. Yeah, of a teenager. Totally. Well, yeah, they they they've never seen this kind of crowd before. They, this is they race a mile and a quarter for the Derby, which they'll never they've never done before. It's a lot of new asks for young, uh, impressionable horses, and that's why um, it's the hardest race in the world to win and the hardest race in the world to gamble on as well. But that's also why the payoffs are so big. And, and it's fun. And it's fun, right? Uh, so it's capped at 20 horses. Um, you have to qualify uh, through kind of prep races, they call them. There's some in New York and California and Florida and Kentucky and throughout the country. Um, and so we've whittled it down to 20. Uh, right now our favorite is Nyquist. He's 7 for 7. He's never lost. He's beat a lot of the horses in this race. Um, and he's going to be the 3-1 to one favorite. So not an overwhelming favorite uh, if you like him. You know, that's that's a decent enough odds. Just make a win bet. But we're going to try to trying to uh, play him into some stranger, more exotic bets is what they call it, um, which includes exactas, which is first and second, trifectas, which is first, second, and third, and the superfecta, the uh, the wildest of bets, is first, second, third, and fourth. Um, Nyquist is... Uh, is, is pretty tough, but I think he's vulnerable. He's never run this far. He's, his best races have been at six and seven furlongs, which is a long, uh, a long distance from a mile and a quarter. So uh, he, he's definitely a horse that you got to be scared of. But you know, he 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 can be beat, and uh, we're going to try to beat him in a in a few little ways here for the for the giant score. What do you think, Steve? Well, as a, from your perspective, what's what's it like to kind of uh, prepare for the Derby? Well, it's what's fun about preparing with you is that you have the knowledge base. You've been a fan of horse mm-hmm. racing for a long time. Uh, in my family, we have always just gone with our gut instincts. Yeah. <laughs> Oftentimes, uh, I must admit, based simply on the name of the horse. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps the the fame and notoriety of the jockey, mm-hmm. um, sort of uh, thinking that maybe if this particular jockey has won before, yep. that he can take that adolescent horse and mm-hmm. uh, and guide it uh, through the race successfully. So some of that, um, 
I personally love rooting for the underdog, and so I'm more inclined to try to mix into um, a superfecta or trifecta at least one horse that uh, isn't in the top three, four. Yeah. But I think what we've done here with a little bit of research in trying to put together our group of seven Mm -hmm. is – We've got what we perceive to be a couple of sure things. Oops, mm-hmm. hope I didn't jinx it. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, we got Nyquist and Exaggerator. Mm-hmm. And a uh, funny story about Nyquist, named after a hockey player, right, for yeah. the Detroit Red Wings. That's right. Yeah. Let's go, why don't we go through a few of these names? There are some good but names they are here. Fun, if, you, yeah. if, you, if, you go, if you're a name picker, sudden breaking news, obviously, for a person that works in the newspaper, is a pretty appealing uh, name there. Um, we've got uh, Creator, which uh, I, I thought was funny. The, the owner said he named it after God, which yeah. is probably a good sign. You know, you want your horse to be named after God. Exaggerator, um, like we said, his, he, his the the owner of that horse named it after his girlfriend, which I'm not. You Who know, tended that, to exaggerate. Yeah, yes. I mean that's 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 a great story, but maybe made her a little angry. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. um, it's my man Sam, a great name, an awesome yeah. name. Yeah. Lonnie, uh, the horse that's coming from abroad with a Japanese uh, jockey. Um, it's pretty wild. That's a Hawaiian name. Um, and we could talk a little bit about that horse. That's probably the craziest horse in the race. Are there a lot of horses that get flown in from other countries for well, this race? So the one big race, that the, this came, came from the United Arab Emirates. He won this big $2 million race there. Um, and those horses have come to the Derby before. Uh, they've never won. They've never hit the board. I think they're like 0 for 26. So in, in my – I mean, it's going to happen eventually, but you got to go with the odds and, and throw those horses out, in my opinion. Lonnie has been a, a weird horse, supposedly on track. I've heard, heard a lot of, of horror stories about this horse. They flew his jockey in from Japan for a workout, and the horse just uh, didn't feel like running. Um, so I, th- I think he's pretty wild. Supposedly he has uh, taken a liking to some of the female horses on the track and is just a little bit uh, out of his headspace. So in my opinion, that's that's a complete. I mean, you know, now that it's going to it's going to be on uh, recorded that he's going to win this race by a hundred lengths. But in my opinion, he's the he's the first throw out in this race. He's uh, uh, a, a wild card that I don't want any part of. Um, Maybe we'll go through a few more of these names. Whitmore is, um, is a great kind of classic name. Moore Spirit. Um, I'm, I lived in Denmark for a while. Um, it's a Danish name. Moore's mom. He got a Danish owner named after his mom. He got it like that. Majesto, they said, was named after the owner's sons and Brody's cause as well. Uh, some great names in there. Um, Gunrunner, like a classic, you know, sort of like powerful name. Um, Nyquist, like we said, off the... Uh, off the hockey player, the the owner is a big hockey fan, so some good ones. What is it about Nyquist that, that makes uh, you know that horse the favorite? He's never lost, which uh, goes a long way. Seven for seven, um, he's won it at you know multiple distances and multiple tracks. He's based in in uh, Southern California, uh, but he he went to K- Kentucky last year, won the Breeders' Cup with a really difficult trip. Um, he's he's looked excellent. He went to Florida uh, his first final prep race. He whooped the heck out of uh, Mohamed, who was a highly regarded horse going into that race, who actually was favored over Nyquist, which is hard to do when a horse is six for six at that point to be favored over him. Uh, but Nyquist whooped him. Um, so he comes in here as a deserving favorite. He hasn't been beaten, and uh, he's he's going to be the horse everyone's gunning to beat. But. And yep. nobody's making triple crown noises about Nyquist. I don't right? think so at this point. Um, he, he's got some problems. His his 
his his line of uh, his sire, his dam, his dam's line, especially has some distance limitations. They were sprinters mostly, which makes you a little nervous about you know going a mile and a quarter, and a lot nervous about going a mile and a half in the Belmont in a couple weeks. Um, there, you know, there, there's obviously a lot to like about this horse, but he's he's no sure thing. We're know? not getting you know California Chrome kind of. Energy or, you know, well, energy it, like the, our triple It all starts winner. to build after the Derby, you know. Yeah. The, it's, a, it's a wide open race at this point. If he wins us by six lengths or something, people are going to start taking him really seriously. And, and if he does, um, you got to like his chances in the Preakness and in the Belmont. Like we said, anything can happen. Um, he's, he's a deserving favorite. And until you get beat, you know. You're, you're you're tough. So Nyquist and Exaggerator, you agree, are kind yeah, of our yeah. two anchor. But we should horses. talk a little about Exaggerator. That's your, that's kind of the horse that uh, that won over your heart, huh? Yeah. But uh, the strategy, uh, if you want to really uh, take a run at a big payout, is to group yeah. three or four together. Exaggerator's huh? eight to one, kind of second choice at this point. But uh, we won on him big last uh, last race. And he's got kind of the right style to win the Derby. He's going to come from a little off the pace, but it has some flexibility. It's a nice middle move and a good finisher. He, he too, has some uh, distance limitations, I think. Uh, his best race is coming the slop. Um, so there are some things to be nervous about, but he's coming in this race really well. He's got the best race, you know, that we've seen in the last year. He owns it. Um, and the 8-1, to one, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so for, for people unfamiliar with the superfecta and yeah. what it pays, so in the last 50 years, if you had a $1 bet and you were correct in order picking the first yeah. four finishers, what would that pay? So it's it varies wildly. Um, if their favorites win, uh, it's lower. Uh, if there's big long shots, it's much higher. Um, but the lowest of the last, I think, I think, I think I looked, it might have been just the last 30 years, was about thirteen grand for a dollar. Um, it, it it varies between fifteen to fifty. There was there was a couple over a hundred thousand uh, when the big big you know fifty to one shots win. Um, those superfectors go up a ton, uh, but it's a consider it's a very difficult thing to win, obviously. Um, but it pays a fortune. It pays a, a ton of money, and and we're going to swing for the fences and try to try to do it. Um, like you said, it, you, need, you need to get first, second, third, and fourth. We call it a box bet when we shake up all those numbers so they come in any order. Um, for a dollar, it'll cost you 24 bucks to do that with four horses. And we're going to try to expand that a little bit, expand our uh, the folks who are backing us, our, our system here, <laughs> and uh, yeah. buy a more expensive ticket but also um, have that big payoff if it comes through. And, and that makes it worthwhile, in my opinion. So we're not really looking at the mudder factor with these horses because we're right. anticipating good weather. Yep, it's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be in the like high seventies, low eighties. Great time to be in the infield with a with a blanket and a cooler and just watch the ponies. It's supposed to be great. Um, so, so I, Tim, they set the field yesterday. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. And so, uh, talk a little bit about who has a challenging position at yeah, post and I who's mean, got a good spot. It's it depends. I don't think you want to be on the rail, especially if you're speed horse. Trojan Nation, a big long shot, got that. But he drops back, so it's not the end of the world for him. He he's not going to have to be gunned out of there. Probably the worst draw went to the twenty horse Danzing Candy. 
Um, he's going to want to be on the lead, which means they're going to really have to gun him from the from the post. He's going to have to clear all those horses, get over to the rail, um, and that's almost an all-out sprint. And he could probably do that, but if he's got anything left uh, when they turn for home is is a big question. So one's farthest from the rail? One one is on the rail. So 20, rail. 20 is going to be the farthest outside. Okay. So I'm just saying to, to get to the rail, you got to – you got to cross over 20 horses. You really have to gun it um, out of there, and, okay. and that usually leaves you empty kind of down the stretch. Brody's cause got the 19. I don't think that's great for him. Uh, if you look at kind of some of the favorites, Nyquist got 13. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think he'd like to be outside of the speed if that is more spirit, if that is Danzig Candy. Uh, but they've got, you know, a jockey who's been here before. I think he can guide a trip. Nyquist will be close to the pace. He might be third. He might be fourth. He might be fifth. He might have the lead, you know, depending on if they don't send the 20. Um, he's going to be real close to it, and he's got to be happy with, with the 13 hole. So uh, you were talking a little bit at lunch about the wise guy horse. Uh, what do you think the Sharps well, are going to look at? There's always a wise guy horse, and they never run well in the Derby. You know, there's a lot of people watching these 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 uh, morning gallops, you know, that usually just doesn't get done for, you know, some claiming race in, in Tuesday in Illinois or something. So... Um, there's always a there's always a horse that that gets bet down a lot, and you just think, why? You know, uh, they're, they're seeing some. It's never a good pick. I think for some reason, I think the three creator um, is going to be some of that wise guy pick. He's ten to one. Um, he's only won twice. Um, he's he's he had an excellent race his last race. Um, I think he's going to go down lower than ten. I think he might be kind of with Exaggerator as a second choice in the race. I'm going to be off him, I think. Um, the other one that possibly might be is the four Mo Tom, who I'm, I'm a fan of. He's 20 to 1 on the morning line. Got really rough trips his last two races. He's better than that. Sometimes that makes people overestimate uh, him. You know, oh, if he had just, uh, you know, had a good trip, he'd have won by a bunch when maybe that's not quite true. Um, he's 20 to 1. If he gets bet down considerably, I'm going to have to jump off. But I, I like him at this point. I'm hoping he doesn't become that wise guy horse. I'm hoping it goes more towards the three, which I'm not not so big a fan of. But there's always somebody. There's always somebody. You know, people keep talking about. Um, and Who the, are the most famous jockeys riding? Well, um, so you've got the 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 jock who won the the uh, triple crown last year. That's uh, he's going to be on. Let me see here. He's on the. Is he on the? Um, so we got Johnny Velasquez, my favorite jock. He's on Outwork, the 15. Um, and we've got your classic Mike Smith. He's an old time. He's won this race before. He's on Danza Candy from the 20 and Gary Stevens. Espinosa's uh, on Whitmore. Exactly, yeah, Whitmore. Kind of horse that we're interested in. So he won last year with American Ferrari. He's won the Derby three times, I think. Um, he's kind of like a, a second-tier jock, but just gets these amazing horses at the right time. He's done it before. Um, yeah, you got to like that kind of a kind of a, a a pick. Kent DeSormo on Exaggerator has been here before. He's won Derby. Um, he was on that real quiet uh, run to the Triple Crown back in the '90s. He's been around the block many a time. There's some new. There's some kind of new uh, new uh, names in there, but a lot of the same. Mario Gutierrez is on Nyquist. Um, he's won the Derby before. He ran on one on. Uh, um, I'll have another a couple years ago. The same owner, same trainer, same jockey. Um, kind of, they've been here, done that kind of thing. So you got to like that. Um, yeah, there's you know, there's a few uh, some of the jocks that you might want to, you know, I don't know, uh, downgrade a little bit. Might be the so 
Roberto Santana Jr.'s on the creator. Corey Lannery's on Motom. He was on for those two terrible rides. Kept the mount after, I'm sure, making the trainer very upset. Um, but he's a he's a Churchill Downs ace, so I guess you want him on there. Julian Leperoux on the seven, who's who's not known for his great trivia rides. No, on these broadcasts we watch on TV of the you know, Triple Crown races, we tend to see some of the same owners over and over again, successful yeah. guys. Yep. Uh, who are their horses going into this dirt? So Nyquist, they're, they're, they're owned by J. Paul Redham. Um, he, he, he's had derby winners. You, he's got very noticeable purple uh, striped silks that uh, you've, you've seen before. Um, Outwork, his, his owners have never won a derby before, but they've won a lot of big races. Um, they're some of the biggest New York. Um, Rapoli stables. They're one of the biggest New York stables, and they've they're often come to the Derby with horses. Um, and, and yeah, there's you know the, um, there's the the uh, royal family of uh, Dubai who has two horses in this race. That's Shagaf, the 16, mm-hmm. um, and Mohamed. Um, they're both coming um, with royal bloodlines. They are two of the most expensive horses in the race. As you just look at Mohamed, he was purchased for 2.2 million dollars. Um, that's a that's you know the bluest of the blue bud blue buds here, and he's ten to one. Um, no, no uh, foreign owned. I, 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 no, no. Well, I'm not sure about that, uh, so I'll, I'll hold off on that. But uh, any yeah. American Pharaoh bloodlines in any of these? Not uh, yet. Nope. Um, he, I mean, he, not directly from American Pharaoh, but yeah. from some of American I, Pharaoh's. Um, I'm not ancestors, sure totally. So to kind of the the sire that seems to be um, uh, making an incredible appearance is Uncle Mo, who's the sire of Nyquist of Outwork, also Mo Tom. Um, he's got a couple in the in the Phillies race tomorrow. He's he's this is his first year of sires, um, so they're getting their these are his first babies, crop of babies that have made the made the three year old circuit. And uh, he's got uh, some of the best horses in this race, um, and is known for kind of a uh, a stain, um, you know, distance uh, able and you know straight brilliant horse. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. No horses with American Pharaoh genes. I'm not, I don't think so. I don't think. All I mean, right. totally. Um, you know, there's some classic exaggerators out of Curlin, who was a, an amazing Triple Crown horse. Um, these, a lot of them, are very well bred. Um, Giants Causeway has a few. He's Brody's Cause and Destin. He was a, kind of more known as a turf horse, um, but has can run all day, so that that's helpful. So, what time uh, do they post? On they post uh, Pacific time, three thirty. Three thirty. It's just okay. a two minute race, so you're going to have to be uh, be at a at a at a TV TV or a, a a derby party. Hopefully, you got a derby party. Wear your hat and all your outfits. Um, be there at three thirty. There's a great, great uh, day of racing ahead of and after that. So, and it's network TV. It's on NBC. Yep. Yeah. NBC. Yep. Yeah. And if they may, you know, they drag it out to a year, uh, hour long thing. But the race is only two minutes. So, well, without picking the order, but just coming up with your top seven. What what do you think? Yeah. So we're definitely using uh, the favorite Nyquist along with second choice Exaggerator. Um, there are sure things. Um, we both like a couple horses to play along with. With that is Whitmore, 20-to-1 long shot, who's just been a steadily improving horse, um, just getting a little better, a little better. He's got the right running style. I think he'll get, be a little ahead of the deep, deep closers, but also be able to stay off, you know, which should be a decently hot pace. We're going we're gonna to use more spirit as well as a horse that has been a little disappointing. Uh, he hasn't won his last two races, lost to Danzig Candy, lost to Exaggerator. But I have a feeling they're saving a little something with that horse. 12 to 1 is a fair price. Got Gary Stevens. I think they're going to send that horse from the gate. I think he's tough. 
I, I want a piece of him uh, to hang around. Uh, my my top pick is the four Mo Tom. He's twenty to one. Like I said, just a bad luck horse. Uh, no, um, if he gets a little too much uh, too much publicity, I might have to jump off. But right now, he's I think the long shot. I want a little bit of money on. And then we've got, we've got some decisions to make after that. Um, we like a couple of horses. Sudden breaking news, like we said, we enjoy him. Trojan Nation made us um, at a nice little hit on him at fifty to eighty to one in this last race. He's going to be fifty to one maiden. Um, he probably will be picking up some pieces late. Um, we're also interested in Tom's Ready, thirty to one. Um, my man Sam, great name on the six. My man Sam at twenty. Um, so we've we've got a couple open. You like Brody's cause and Outwork, who I'm not uh-huh, I'm not uh-huh. totally convinced on, but uh, nice twelve and fifteen to one shots. So uh, certainly worth the considering. Um, who, who's jumping out for you at this point, Steve? Like we said, we we kind of like the Exaggerator and Nyquist, but we need some of those long shots. The ones that I just feel comfortable with uh, for reasons that have nothing to do with knowledge of uh, horse racing <laughs> are Exaggerator, Nyquist, and Whitmore. You go below those three yeah. in our, our group of seven, and uh, you know we've probably got six, seven horses competing for those four spots. I like Moore Spirit, Motom. Uh, yeah. I also like Outwork and Brody's yeah. Cause, so that that probably would be you know yeah. a short list to fill it out. But intriguing long shots, Trojan Nation and Sudden Breaking News. I think we gotta take a hard look at Sudden Breaking News from a horse name standpoint yeah, totally. because uh, of where we are right now doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, but. Um, Trojan Nation in that race we watched uh, mm-hmm. leading up to the Derby. Uh, Trojan Nation at fifty to one, dang near won the race in the yep. mud, and uh, it was kind of fun, but didn't really affect the odds for this race. And we're not going to be dealing with mud. And yep. the reason why we kind of liked going with Trojan Nation was the slop. Yep. So um, maybe sudden breaking news uh, yeah. trumps the Trojan Nation uh, pick. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like you said at lunch, it's always squirrely. You don't know mm-hmm. which unpredictable long shot's going to crack into the top three for sure. But um, yeah, and I think that might be a way to, to wager if you're if you're kind of a beginning gambler is to take one of those favorites, the Nyquist or Exaggerator, and then put your long shot with him. Um, do an exacta or do a trifecta. Pick pick a horse there and hope he runs second. Hope he runs third, and it's going to pay a fortune. Whatever you bet, it's going to pay really well. And that's the fun too, is that for low stakes, you know, for yeah. a dollar bet, yep. uh, there's plenty of upside. And so why yep. not uh, mix in a few combinations and do it? Yeah. Um, you know, if someone's going to be in Portland, where would you recommend watching the Derby? Yeah, well, Portland Meadows has an awesome setup. You can make the bets right there, which is really handy. Um, that's that's your best place to make bets. We, we Gosh darn it, we just went to a Kentucky bourbon bar last weekend that had a Derby party. forget what that thing was called, something uh, in southeast somewhere. But there's a lot of Derby parties, and, and it's kind of mixes into, like, the very nice, like, you know, wearing your cotton dress and your seersucker suit kind of places mixed in with the you know just the bars that th- show the uh, show the race. So it's it's fun. It's a really neat. Uh, I mean, it's my f- I, I love the the uh, the culture of it and the the, the fun of it. Uh, the, the yelling and screaming for a couple minutes and. I, I, I don't know. I really I get a kick out of the day. Now you got the daily racing forms in front of you. So, yeah. Uh, is that sort of the go-to website for? Yeah, everyone folks has their own the deep background on yeah. the horses. You can go to drf.com. There's some free. Um, if you just Google free 
Kentucky Derby past performances. You'll get a list of the names of the horses and some some good free information. If you're if you're a professional, you might want to go to the DRFs. Uh, it gives you more of a, uh, a you know background of, of of you know more more I don't know complex uh, information about their histories and their breeding and all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to get some pretty good info for free out there. Now, if you're looking for free information from the best daily newspaper that covers yeah. horse racing, what would you recommend? I mean, the Louisville Courier Journal is awesome. They've got a couple folks that are there at the track every day. Um, Baltimore Sun. Or? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't follow them too much. Um, but Louisville would be the Louisville one is, is 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 really good coverage, and it's it's a mix of like the just great photo galleries of the crowds and then you know some pretty serious um some you know pretty strong uh, interviews with trainers and sometimes you just watch those and you see the trainer that's quietly confident about that one of my great gambling wins ever was Giacomo who who won the derby in 2005 50 to 1 loved him and I just saw a an interview with his jockey a couple of days before there and every jockey says oh I'm on the best horse I you know I'm, I'm you know everyone says that but this guy didn't really say it, said it in a different way. Just like we're going to run this race, and you know, I I don't, I don't want to be on anybody else. Like you know, just kind of like the way he said it and talked about it, just this quiet, like yeah, we're going to win this thing. I was I was I was totally convinced. Um, so sometimes you just watch interviews, you watch how you know trainers um, say words that you know. I, I saw Majesto. Uh, he's a big long shot here at fifty to one. He's got a Venezuelan tr- trainer and owner. Um, and they asked him, you know, what's it like to be here at the Derby, you know, and he just was very happy to be here. Maybe not very, uh, you know, uh, didn't have very high uh, chances of winning. You know, he didn't seem to, like, want, think he had a good chance to win. So you just kind of look at a lot of that stuff as much as you can. It can maybe help you weed out some horses and kind of a horse that maybe doesn't look so great on paper, but you hear folks talking about him. Now, what are you looking for? Um, let's say we're fast-forwarding to the broadcast on race day, and the horses are being led around for public viewing. Yeah. And some of them look jumpy. Some yeah. are foaming at the mouth. Some are doing yeah. this and that. Are there any tells you're looking for at that stage? Yeah, heavy sweating is yeah um, too jumpy and and kicking and throwing and throwing a fit. Um, that's that's using energy and in a long race like this. I don't want any part of that horse. Uh, heavily sweating and just, um, especially like on their necks, um, is not a good look for me. Um, I'm 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 certainly willing to change uh, horses that late in a, in a race if I if I see some see something I don't like. Um, I've just started to to like I'm not, I'm not totally uh, totally swearing by this, but I've started to to come up with a system that I'm not sure if it works yet. But it's called head over pony. Um, I watch the post parade horses that put their head over the pony. Um, Usually they're running straight alongside and look very uh, intense and focused. Sometimes the horse will put his head over his pony as sort of a social, like, uh, hey, who are you? What's going on over here? And I think that makes makes uh, – I'm betting against those horses, the head over pony horses. I think it's worked. Um, obviously more horses lose and win, but – I think it's I th- I'm going to keep trying on this it's betting an angle. angle. If you yeah. see a, if you see a horse put its head over the pony, bet against him and see what happens because uh, I think it's just a sign of an unfocused horse and Well now what just so the listeners understand so you grew up in Cincinnati. Yep. 
How far is that from Churchill? It's about two hours um, from Churchill. Um, there's there's a couple ra- there's a racetrack right in Cincinnati. There's another one across the river in, in Turfway. My grandfather owned horse races horses, um, so we we were in the I was in the winter circle at you know before I could walk kind of thing and really grew up around it. Uh, my dad's a big uh, gambler. Um, we threw you know Kentucky Derby parties and Breeders' Cup parties and. Uh, it's one of my yeah. A day at the track is one of my favorite favorite. And things then if to do. somebody's thinking, oh, I want to, I'm getting motivated here listening to Tim. You know, I yeah. want to have a Kentucky Derby party. Yeah, it's not just that race, right? There's yeah, a lot it's a more full action day of races, that day, right? And but it's all you know. A lot of it's about. You know, he should print out old Kentucky. We've got a, a trombone player, or George Plavin here, plays Call to the Post, which everybody gets a kick out of. You get to wear nice, you know, spring dresses. You, you get to make uh, um, mint juleps, which is a fantastic fun, and everyone loves a nice uh, sugary uh, kind of spring warm day drink like that And when, when the sun's still out. Um, yeah, you can make a great day of it. There's a, there's a fantastic day of racing before that. A few and when do the, they start? Like the they'll, three they'll start races. before we even wake up. Um, the, the, okay. the Churchill Down, uh, the the Derby is the twelfth race, so there's twelve races before that. Which reminds me, in the race before, I have a live long shot. You guys should bet Divisadero in the eleventh. That's you can do a Derby double on that. Divisadero fifteen to one. That's a that's a Tim Trainer guarantee. Divisadero nice. in the eleventh at Churchill. That so, one's a lock right so, at that. So put that with your with your Derby horse, um, and then you just kind of you know multiply your Derby winnings by fifteen. That'd be pretty nice. Well, thanks, Tim. It's been fun talking about the yeah, Derby with you. I'm and, uh, you know, best of luck. Yeah, we got the Oaks to, to, on Friday and the Derby on Saturday, and we hope everybody uh, comes up with winners. If anybody has any uh, tips or, or recommendations for us, let us know as soon as you can. You can drop us a line uh, at audio at eastorgonian.com, or shoot, you can stop in here at the, at the paper. Or talk to Steve. He's always walking the streets of Pendleton. You can find him and give me give me your two cents. Exaggerator. Exaggerator. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, hopefully next time we talk with you, we are uh, super fecta champs. Thanks for listening, and uh, good luck in the Derby.